And now for the major announcement. Da, 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 da. Oh, Marcus, for years, listeners have been urging with us, pleading with us, begging us to run Wellness and Couch events in their own hometown and not just in Melbourne. Well, get ready, folks, because in 2018, there's not one, not two, but three major events coming your way. The Wellness Base Camp is our brand new one-day event featuring your favourite Wellness Couch podcasters in your very own home state. In 2018, we are coming to Brisbane, Adelaide and Kiama, just south of Sydney, for one inspirational day of health and wellness. Oh, incredible lineups to MP. We've got the Up for Chatters, we've got Joe Witten, we've got Fuad, we've got Kale Brock, Audra Starkey, the incredible Marcus Pierce, Brett Hill, and so many more. Now, seats are strictly limited to these events. The Wellness Base Camp is not a big Wellness Summit 1,000 people job, so do not muck around. No, you've got to get in quick, MP. The early bird two-for-one tickets are now available. Best Christmas present ever. To book your tickets and for all the information, head to thewellnessbasecamp.com. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Christoph and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey, Brett, this episode's brought to you by Forage. Forage. Love my Forage cereal, Damo. My Forage Paleo with uh, such a great way to start the day. I make my little homemade almond meal, uh, almond milk, I should say. I put some uh, strawberries on it. It's yum. beautiful. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah, I love Forage. Um, I created it with your health in mind, and obviously I created Paleo because you told me to. And uh, so <laughs> thank you so much for that. But this episode is brought to you by Forage. It's a great tasting, incredibly healthy, no added nasty muesli range that uh, I created to help you stay well. So if you want to see more about it, go to www.foragecereal.com. Hi, this is Damien. And this is Brett. How are you going, buddy? Good, mate. That's looking forward to this interview today. It's a river. Well, we've already done it. So uh, it's good that you're looking forward to it because it's already been done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to sharing it. That's what I'm Oh, that's what you're saying. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, Mel Ambrosini, she stars again, doesn't she? She's uh, She's got away. She's got away with... Uh, with presenting her information, she's, you know, interesting, engaging. I know you love it a bit. You've read her books. You've, you've done everything. I do. I've mastered my mean girl demo. <laughs> I, uh, I read the book and actually I liked it. I got a lot out of it. I was, I just told you Steph before that we interviewed Mel Ambrosini. Steph was that excited. It wasn't funny. She absolutely loves her. Oh, so um, I think everyone's going to love this interview. There's lots of good content in there, lots of great information uh, for boys and girls yes. about, uh, you know, about how to master your mindset, which is such an important topic. And have better sex. And have better sex. It took us a while to bring that up, didn't it? We, we had this like brief that this book was all about love and romance and sex and Damon and I sort of battled over who could drum up the courage to ask about sex. We finally got there. So <laughs> Did finally get there, which was good. So it was good to be able to get that uh, discussion open, albeit towards the end of the podcast. But, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously a very um, – yeah, it's one of those subjects that a lot of people do need to talk about more. Some yeah. people find it very, very easy to talk about that uh, and other people find it very, very challenging to talk about it. But uh, it's one of those things, probably not like politics or um, what else are you supposed to talk about? Religion. 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 That's the other thing. And probably the big V word, you wouldn't talk about that at dinner tables these days. But you certainly, um, I don't know whether you could talk about sex at dinner tables, but it's, a, it's definitely something that needs to be talked about. I think it's great, Damon. I think it's a great interview and I'm looking forward to sharing it with everybody. Yeah, me too. All right, everyone, listen in. Here we go. G'day, Brado. 
G'day, Damo. How are you, mate? Oh, very good. Very excited about today's interview. It's like uh, welcoming home the family. They've been yeah, gone for a long time, it. flown the coop, gone and raised, you know, done amazing things and then come back and said hi. It's like having the family home for a Sunday lunch. Yeah, yeah, she's grown. She's grown up and just dominating. It's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we're talking about the one and only Melissa Ambrosini. It's really wonderful to have Mel back on the show with us. And it was back in episode 137, was it, Brett? Something like that. Somewhere around there. Hundred. Yeah. It was in the 130s. 132. And I she was even on before that, even yeah. with the health chat girls, even on before that as well. So True. she's been on. Numerous times now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, back in the early days, back when we were just junior burgers, now we're senior citizens. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, we've got Mel Ambrosini joining us today, Brett. I'm really excited. Mel, welcome back to the Wellness Guys. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much, guys. I'm so grateful to be here and I've loved watching you guys grow as well. It's been beautiful. Well, Mel, um, it's, there wouldn't be many people on, um, on our listener base that uh, hasn't heard of the things that you've been doing and how well you're actually going and, and all the great things that you've been doing, shaping wellness and, and teaching people how to live a great life. What's been happening? You've got online programs, you're doing doTERRA, you've written books, you've got all kinds of things going on. What have you been up to over the last couple of years? Well, since I was last on the show, I, I do feel like that was many, many years ago. I don't even know how long ago it was, but it feels like a very long time ago. Lots has happened. I have um, written uh, more books. I've got my next book, Open Wide, The Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships and Soulful Sex is in stores December 18 of this year, which is very, very exciting. You can pre-order it now, which is great. So yeah. I've written more books. Um, I've got all my online programs and um, I've been doing lots of speaking around the world, which has been great. Um and so many different things. It's like I'm trying to think of what else I've <laughs> well, been up to. Melissa, can I say I did read your last book, Mastering Your Mean Girl, and and even though you know, I obviously wasn't the target audience for that book. Um, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was actually a great read and a great book. So well done on that one. Um, for those who haven't heard about that one, do you want to start telling us a little bit about Mastering Your Mean Girl and what that was all about? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for reading it. I've had lots of men that have read it, even though the dialogue is uh focused more towards women. If you are open, which you are, and you can read it with an open mind um, and, and change the female to male wording, then you're, you know, you'll get a lot from the book, which is really great. So thank you for reading it. But basically um, my first book, Mastering Your Mean Girl, was about mastering that inner voice inside your head that we all have, that voice that says you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're failing as a parent, you'll never get out of debt, you'll never meet the guy, you'll never achieve that goal. You know that voice? Have you guys got that or are you guys just like totally enlightened? Uh, I'm 100% enlightened, Mel. I never had that sort of inner chatter. <laughs> no, me either. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, the reason I wrote that book is because we all have that voice inside our head that stops us from reaching and unleashing our full potential. And it was the book that 
I wish I had been given in my teens, um, you know, even earlier, I wish, you know, my parents were reading it to me as when I was a child. So it was kind of sinking in subconsciously, but never mind. I got it when I was 20, you know, I, I got the wake up call and I got these lessons when I was 24. So I wasn't too old, um, which is great. But the concepts that I talk about in the book about, you know, mastering your inner mean girl or your ego, whatever you want to call it, have radically changed my life. I went from being in hospital, um, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, eating disorder to living the life of my dreams. And no, that didn't happen overnight. And no, there was no quick fix. It took it took eight years of work on myself. It took eight years of letting go of the limiting beliefs, of mastering my mean girl and doing the work that I talk about in the book. Um, and th- the, my next book, Open Wide, is a progression from that. You know, that's that book, Mastering Your Mingle, is about mastering those internal thoughts and really inwardly focused on self-love. And this book is about opening wide to the possibilities of um, the universe and love and the relationships that are around us. And when we open wide to ourselves, and what I mean by that is opening our mind and opening our heart because so many people are walking around completely closed and completely shut what off you, from what the you, magic. Oh, yeah, completely path. shut off. So do you think that people are just kind of, wandering about aimlessly you know or they're just getting on with life and not really aware of what's around them is that what you mean by that yeah well if you think about it you know for me my measure of success is how open I am you know how how open is my heart right now how open is my mind or am I totally closed off am I in my head am I stuck in fear am I running old limiting beliefs or am I fully open because when you are fully open to the present moment you will receive the gifts of that moment but for so many years I was in my head completely closed, closed heart with like a deadlock over it and a closed mind and not willing to even hear other people's perspectives because I was just so set in my ways and so stubborn. Um, But for me, opening my mind and opening my heart has radically changed my life and as well as mastering my mean girl, these concepts have changed my life and allowed me to live the life that I absolutely love now like I feel like the life I get to live I'm so grateful and you know doing work I love I'm surrounded by inspiring people I'm married to my soulmate I am healthy and strong and I have an inner peace and contentment that I never even knew existed and that is a result of mastering my main girl and opening wide and that's why I wrote these two books Oh, it sounds amazing, Mel, and it does. It just shines through in everything you're doing, just how well you are and how much you're just absolutely glowing, um, not only from a you know, visibly glowing, but just from the inside out, just in terms of emotionally glowing as well. So you know, you've obviously done a wonderful job of this and, and learned some amazing stuff. And you know, when you talk about this, I guess my head sort of goes to thinking about, I guess, just being in tune. You know, and, and I guess what you talk about is being in tune with your internal environment and your emotions and all those sort of things, but also being in tune with the world around us. Is that kind of what these two books are about? Like was the first one sort of about being in tune with yourself? And the second one is sort of being in tune with the world around you? 
Yeah, kind of exactly. It's um, kind of exactly. That doesn't really make sense, does it? Um, <laughs> it <did> to me. <laughs> um, yeah, open wide is definitely more about. It, it all starts with your inner world as well. You know, you can't be open to relationships and people around you if you don't open to yourself and if you don't love yourself and if you're not bursting with self-love those relationships are a manifestation of us overflowing with love within ourself first um and in open wide i give you the tools to really cultivate what i call rocking relationships because we our relationships are our biggest spiritual assignments uh, they're our biggest mirrors. They're our biggest classrooms. And we are born into this world and we're not given a manual. No one gives us a relationship manual and says, here's how you do it, love. Um, you know, we're kind of thrust into this world and our schooling is what our parents do and what they say and that's our model of what a relationship should look like or you know our school teachers but mainly our parents the two most prominent people in our life and if you didn't win the gene lottery um you know sometimes that is a not a very good example of what relationships can potentially be like and so for me you know my parents are still together and they're they're very beautiful and um they did the best that they could with the knowledge and the understanding and the consciousness and the awareness that they had at that time in their life. But I want to do things differently and I want to experience love very differently. So I had to learn the hard way. I had to learn by having my heart broken and ripped out of my chest and shattered and stomped on. And um, I had to, you know, experience infidelity both ways and, you know, do things I wasn't very proud of in order to uh, learn the lessons that I needed to learn. But this guide is like a modern, uh, a modern girl's guide for relationships and love, and it really is something that I wish was in every single. It was in the hands of every single human being, and and even men reading this will help you guys understand the feminine on a deeper level as well, because we're so different, you know, the masculine, the feminine, we're so, so different. And that's so beautiful and neither are better than the other. There's so that polarity is just so beautiful. And that's what gives our life color and, um, and dynamic. And it's a really great point, Mel, because a lot of people, um, you know, obviously in the age now where we've got uh, gender equality, which I think is very important, particularly in the workplace, a lot of people tend to have lost um, an identity or their identity and continue to lose their identity. And I think a lot of people actually tend to flounder then through life, kind of not really knowing what their space is, what they should be contributing, how they should behave or act. And I think there's a fair bit of confusion there. But really to be in touch with your male, your masculine and your feminine, feminine side, I think is um so important, so important for both men and for women. Do you think, though, that given that it appears that a lot of people are doing love poorly, do you think that the, the next generation, let's just call them the millennials, do you reckon, and you would be a millennial, I have to say, are the millennials in a state of mind where if it's broken, don't worry about fixing it, just move on to the next one? Or are you hoping that people might 
take heed and read your book and go, hmm, maybe I could actually fix this one. What are you thinking? I definitely think there's a bit of both and I'm just fingers crossed it's the latter because we are in a phase in time where there is a conscious rising um, and we are moving out of what some thought leaders say a ice uh, a me cycle and we're moving into a we cycle so we are coming together we're rising together we're collaborating we're supporting you know we're, that whole that whole tribe feeling is really coming back and we're in a time called the feminine rising where we are now more than ever need that divine feminine energy uh, more than ever, like you only have to turn on the TV to realize that it's a little bit messy and now more than ever, ever we need it. We really, really are craving it. it the, the upheaval is, it's, it's a bit of a disaster. Um, so my hope for the millennials is that, yes, they do read this and they realize that deep love deep, deep, deep love is totally possible and rocking relationships are absolutely possible and soulful sex is absolutely possible and that grass is greener isn't necessarily the best attitude to have. Um, you know, coming back to um, knowing our birthright and our birthright is that we can experience deep love. We can, whatever that looks like for us. Um, you know, you only have to look at the divorce rate. It's like, I think it's half of all of marriage, all marriages end in divorce. And it doesn't take a genius to look at that and go, mm, something's not flowing here. You know, what's going on? We're not taking responsibility. We're not showing up as the best version of ourselves. We're very quickly, um, we very quickly can go, oh, I'll just move on next or the grass is greener. But like I said before, relationships are our biggest spiritual assignments. They are the biggest classroom we will ever sit in and just kind of running away and and thinking the grass is greener isn't necessarily always the best option because whatever you don't resolve within yourself you just take to the next relationship and now this is I'm not referring to physically abusive relationships here like if if you're experiencing that then do whatever you need to do to remove yourself from that situation. But I'm talking about, you know, um, he's kind of annoying, you know, that sort of thing. Or, you know, those little things that we kind of get so stressed out about sometimes are the things that we really need to look at within ourselves because they're just a mirror for us. And if we all take responsibility and own our commitments, then we can experience such depth and love and joy in our partnerships. Hey, Melissa, there's so many things you've just spoken about that I want to ask you about, but I'll go back right to the start. The first one, you were talking about the masculine and the feminine energy, and I think this is a really important topic to talk about, and I guess something that I'm always a bit curious about because I think in our modern world, we're sort of encouraging 
our men to embrace their feminine side. You encourage our women to embrace their masculine side. But then at the same time, we're talking about the importance of having that dynamic between the masculine and the feminine. And so how do people go about doing this? Like how do we embrace our feminine side as guys without losing our masculine side and vice versa for the girls so that we can maintain these healthy dynamics in our relationships? Such a good question and it's really important because we all possess both masculine and feminine. So I have masculine and I have feminine. You have masculine and you have feminine. But, you know, as a, as a young boy, you're kind of taught to, oh, men don't cry and big boys don't, you know, get upset and you've got to pull your socks up and forge forward. But when there is one person who is so masculine or so feminine, there's an imbalance, okay? And so not only is every living cell always striving for equilibrium, harmony, and balance, you know, our energy is also requiring that. So we're always striving for that balance, okay? And it's not going to be like a perfect seesaw balance. Like there's times in my life where I am really, really feminine. And then there's times where I am a bit more masculine. And then when I'm too far down one end of the scale, I can feel it. And I now know what I need to do to rebalance those energies. So with you, like you guys, um, Brett, you have kids. Damo, do you have kids? I've got a little adult, actually. Um, Jackson, <laughs> yeah, Jackson's 17. Like, so, like a mini demo. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. He's actually a, a super, he's bigger than me, so he's six foot three. So, yeah, I, I did have children and now I have yeah. an adolescent. Yeah. An adult, yes. yeah. Well, you guys will know, like, being masculine toward them isn't going to work. Like, when your children are crying in your arms, that's, you know, not the most ideal time to go get over it, come on and be that strong, firm, masculine. You've got to soften and you've got to kind of melt into your heart a little bit and have some compassion and softness and go, hey, you know what, I'm I'm really, really, um, it's not okay that this person did this to you, whatever the situation is, and I feel you and I hear you and I understand you. And it's okay to be sad and it's okay to be soft and it's okay to have these feelings. You know, that's when we can soften into our feminine. And I think the more that we become connected within ourselves and we understand where the imbalances play out within ourselves, then your relationships are taken care of because you become so heightenedly aware and self-aware that uh, you kind of just take action within yourself. So, yeah, for me, it's like I understand when I need to be more masculine. I understand when I need to be more feminine. I can see the imbalances and I know what to do to shift them. And often just self-awareness is the first step. It's the it's key. Like, you know, it's, it's not always easy to admit, oh, goodness, um, maybe I was way too masculine there or maybe I was way too feminine and I didn't get my message across or whatever it was. But I think coming back to yourself, self-awareness, self-responsibility, how am I showing up? Because if we all showed up as the best version of ourselves, whatever that looked like, for each of us, then our relationships would be beautiful. 
sounds so nice. I think relationships, there's so many different types of relationships too, Mel. And obviously you've got your married relationship, you've got your courting relationship, there's, you know, there's, then you've got your best mate relationship. And so there's all these different relationships. And, and many people, you know, grade and scale their friendships and relationships based on different criteria. Um, with regards to having a beautiful relationship, uh, you know, that you're describing, is that more about your soul partner? Are you talking about the, the relationship that you'd have with um, your loved one, the one that you commit to for life? Is that what you're talking about there? Well, these concepts are universal and they apply to all of your relationships. Of course, there are, um, you know, some things that are solely for your soulmate, like, you know, soulful sex, which I talk about in the book. But when you understand the... What, what does that mean? What does soulful sex mean? Basically, okay, so there's two, there's there's different types of sex. And for most of my life, I was having what I call junk food sex. And that is, you know, just the quick, easy, no connection, no deep connection with my lover or with myself because it was, I wasn't connected to myself. I was totally disconnected. Um, so as a result, the type of sex I was having was very superficial. It was like, get in, get out, um, quick fix, you know, no deep heartfelt connection. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. I've only, it, I've, I'm it, not into junk food. Um, so, <laughs> no. now, look, is, I, is this a bad yeah. thing, Mel? Like, is it? Is there a time and a place for a quickie as well? Like, can we can we have both? Okay, if that's what if that's your truth, then totally, totally. Like, if that's your truth, but for me, I was desiring. I got to a point in my life where I just wanted such truth and honesty in every area of my life that. I didn't want that. Uh, didn't want that. I wanted depth. I really wanted depth, and that's that vulnerability. I really wanted to be vulnerable with myself and with someone else, and to really connect with someone on a very deep level. Because you know, when you're, it's very easy to get naked with someone and have sex, but to get physically and metaphorically and emotionally and spiritually naked with someone and stare them in the eyes and say, I fully see you because I see myself, like that's a whole nother level. But for me, I, I'd never experienced that until I really understood who I was as a person, what I desired and what I wanted out of life. So it took a lot of um, going inward for myself to really know what it was that I was seeking, which was just this soulful way of living, this heart-centered way of living and being. And it, when you kind of do it in one area of your life, it kind of drip feeds out into every area. You know, all of your relationships become really deep and rich and um, beautiful. And, you know, the work you do becomes deep and rich. And the food you, you know, nourish your body with becomes so, you know, so much more meaningful. That whole superficial, more junk food way of living is, um, ha leaves you and it's just a more deeper, richer existence. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense, Mel. I'm just thinking there's, I, I know some people 
um, they would think, oh my gosh, like it just sounds like that would take a long time. I just want to have sex and get it done really quickly rather than having to go into the depth and become vulnerable and, you know, strip down naked both at a soul level and all that sort of stuff. Are you saying that every single time um, you have, I don't know, I don't mean to put you in, in this situation where I'm asking you this question, but is this what your hope is for people that every single time they have sex, that it's a uh, it's a deep spiritual um you know, naked, emotion-packed um, event, or because for some people that could be, a, you know, a huge ask. Is that where you're heading, and is that what the book's going to help people do? Well, I want people to realise that that's a possibility. First and foremost, that is an absolute possibility to experience it like that. It's a possibility. Does that mean you have to do it every single time? Absolutely not, like, you know, but I, I want, I do desire to for people to have connection. Yes, connection is the most important thing. Otherwise, I'm like, you may as well just do it yourself. You know, like have, there's got to, there's got to be a connection. Otherwise, it's just like it's an act. And that doesn't mean that every time my husband and I, you know, it's this deep, long hours, two hour long, you know, experience. And absolutely, a lot of the time it is. But then there's also times where like, yep, let's just do it. Let's get in there. But there's still that underlying connection. There's still that underlying um, connection that we have with ourselves and with each other, which I think is very, very important. Otherwise, it's just an act. Yeah, and I think that's what the important thing is, isn't it? It's that connection, it's that presence that you're actually there in the moment and connected and bonding together. You know, it's not necessarily a, a time-limited thing. It, it can be a, a moment, you know, and it doesn't need to be even sex that this is happening, but but you can have that connection in a moment. You know, it doesn't need to take hours to get to that stage, but like you said, it you know, it can if you want to. You can, you can take that as, as short or as long as you like, I think, if you've got that amazing connection. Absolutely. And that's, you said the key word, presence. You said it absolutely perfectly. It's presence. Like, are you fully present with that person in front of you? Are you fully there or are you doing your to-do list or worrying about the emails or the the stove being on or the kids in the other room? And don't get me wrong, there's times where I'm I thought you were going to say kids in the oven then. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, I think like you're right there, Mel. I think, you know, the whole present time consciousness is uh, is so important. But I think that's the same with every single relationship. It's, you know, making sure that you are present in all of your relationships and that's part of that whole mastery component. Mel, it's been um, amazing to have you back on our, our podcast. Now, a lot of our listeners will be hanging to get this book, to get, get their hands on this book. And, of course, in the past you've done um, – courses associated with your with your books are you going to do a course with this one as well do you think is that going to happen there is a free master class there's a free master class that you can get so um that's with my husband we actually teamed up to talk about some of the concepts that we talk about in the book so when you get the book you get the free master class as well so all of that is at melissaambrosini.com forward slash open wide Nice. Very good. So I'm sure everyone will race there right now. They'll pull their car over if they're listening to the car. They'll stop while they're running and they'll search that, melissaambrosini.com forward slash open wide and, uh, and get that. Mel, thanks so much for joining us again. It's been awesome to have you on. Oh, pleasure, guys. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Mel. 
Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Guy Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Guys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au and to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.